Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Help I Have a Teenager, the podcast that's here to answer all your questions about the new teen age. My name is Jo Lamble, I'm a clinical psychologist and a mum, and I'm passionate about supporting teens and their parents, which is why I co-wrote The New Teen Age, how to support today's tweens and teens to become healthy, happy adults. And my name is Dr Ginny Mansberg. I'm Jo's co-author of The New Teen Age, as well as a GP, and I'm a mum with six adult kids. About to be nine because three of them are either married or engaged, which is crazy. Now, Joe, the mums are off the podcast this week as we're answering a question from a 16-year-old seeking advice about her mum and we're also giving advice to a father of two. Yay! Our first question was sent to us through our anonymous form. Now, this teenager asks, Hi, Ginny and Joe. My mum listens to your podcast and has reached out to get advice about me before, and now it's my turn to get advice about her, and I'm hoping you can help. My mum just does not trust me. I'm 16 now, and I want to hang out with my friends and go to parties, but my mum always says no. I've never done anything wrong at parties or at friends' houses, so I'm confused. She can never give me a reason why I'm not allowed to go to parties. She just says, don't ask me again or it'll never happen. All of my friends' parents are cool with letting their kids go to parties as long as they're home by a certain time and don't drink alcohol and go crazy. I feel really left out when people invite me to things and I have to say my mum said no at 16 years old. How do I convince my mum that I'm responsible enough to go out with friends or go to parties by myself? I don't know how to talk to her. It's so cool that you've written in and we really feel for you and your mum. I think it's great that you've heard of <laughs> getting advice about you and now you're going to get advice about her, which is wonderful. What I'm hearing, Anonymous, is that your mum's really scared. It's probably nothing to do with trust because, as you said, you've done nothing to make her mistrust you. But it sounds like she's petrified of you getting hurt in some way. And that fear might be coming from her upbringing, doing what her parents did, or it might be coming from hearing terrible stories from other parents or in the media. So if you can remind yourself that your mum is scared, you might be able to approach it in a different way. Now, psychobabble alert here, Ginny. Ready? Psychobabble. Psychobabble. Now, as a psychologist, if I'm dealing with a client who's afraid of something, we do what we call graded exposure. That means you start off with something really small that they find a little bit hard but not too hard, and then you slowly build up until it's the really big scary one that is not so scary anymore because you've been practising the smaller steps on this hierarchy of increased fearful situations. So what you could do is to say, hey, mum, I know that you're scared that something terrible will happen to me. And so what about if 
We start small and I'll demonstrate to you that I can make really good choices and then you should feel more comfortable. So you might say, look, how about I go to this party but I leave really early and I come home and I show you that I have not drunk anything and I haven't taken any drugs and I'm not in any way in danger, then next time you might make it a little bit later and so on. Now, agree with her that if you do make some bad choices, that you say, okay, she can say no next time. So just slowly building up rather than saying, hey, all the other parents let my friends go to parties and you should let me stay out till midnight. What do you think? It sounds like this person who has emailed in is extremely mature and has thought through all of this. And my concern was the line, don't ask me again or it'll never happen. And it seems to be that mum is a little bit fixed in her thinking there and might not respond to the graded exposure, which would definitely be step one. So Joe, this question is for you. Let's say mum says, we are not discussing this. It is no, we are not discussing it. What then? I still would go in with the empathy. I think it's just this magic ingredient you can sprinkle on top of any conversation and you say, okay, if this mature 16-year-old can hear that her mum has fixed ideas, then talk to her and say, why mum? Where are your fixed ideas coming from? Get mum to talk about where her fears are coming from. Get her to talk about her own upbringing. And again, this often I find that sometimes parents who are really, really strict and do not allow any social life for their teenagers have normally been brought up that way themselves. And so, you know, if your mum hears that you have empathy for that and you think, okay, that makes sense. No wonder you're fixed in that idea. I get that. But can we talk about looking at some options? Because otherwise, I'm worried what will happen to our relationship. I'm worried that we will not be as close as I'd like to be because of your fixed ideas. I think that is absolutely brilliant because we know that what your mum wants most of all, besides keeping you safe, is a great relationship with you. And I think that combination of empathy and focusing on how important this is to having a great relationship going forward so that you're not full of resentment, I think that that will surely convince her. Plus, I'm convinced. (laughs) You are so mature in this email. I'm ready to say, take a key, come (laughs) home when you're ready. (laughs) Just give me a text and make sure that you're okay. But yeah, I think those three things will stand you in really good stead. If you'd love unlimited access to everything women are talking about right now, subscribe to Mamma Mia. An annual Mamma Mia subscription includes online access to every Mamma Mia event, subscriber-exclusive stories, podcasts and videos from Australia's leading independent women's media brand. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Ginny, our second question was sent to us by Paul. How can I ask questions that really hit the mark and help me connect with my teen on a deeper level? I'm a father of a nine-year-old girl and a 15-year-old boy. I find it easy to connect with my daughter because she loves spending time with me and her mum. But my son is getting older now and he just doesn't want to talk. I went through that stage as well of just wanting to hang out with friends because home was too stressful. But I had a different upbringing and I want my son to know that I'm interested in what's going on with him. 
Do you have any examples of questions that can get us talking? I also want him to open up to me if he's having any struggles at school or is feeling stressed because he currently doesn't say much. Nothing has really worked. Any insights you both can provide would be massively appreciated. Oh, Paul, what a great dad. You're fantastic. (laughs) I love this. And I think you've got to believe that somewhere deep down your 15-year-old son who's biologically primed to want to hang out with his friends and not hang out with you, that's just biology and it's not about you, Paul, being a bad dad or replicating some bad stuff that happened in your teenage upbringing. That's just what's happening with him. And I'm wondering whether you're maybe overthinking it and maybe putting too much pressure on yourself to make something happen. This is just a natural phase. And I think just being such a concerned and beautiful dad is kind of enough, just being available rather than trying to have the conversations when he's not ready. I'm not sure that's going to work. But we can understand why he's upset, can't we, Ginny? Because if you felt like you retreated when you were a teen because your household was stressful, you're probably thinking, why is he not opening up to me? Because our household isn't stressful. It's not the same scenario. Why is it working? But as Ginny said, they're just why. That's how they socially developed. That's what they're looking for. They're looking to interact with other teens. So if your son isn't really interested in talking, it doesn't mean that he's finding it hard to grow up in your house. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want a strong connection with you. He's just a teenager. And I would say that with a parent like you, leaving the door open so that when he wants that connection, he knows you're there. The other thing that I would say is that boys in particular, but a lot of mums know this as well, that we sometimes call it shoulder to shoulder, but just sort of both staring straight ahead. I'm thinking a car. Opportunities to drive him places is often where the most unexpected connections come out. The most unexpected things that he will tell you as long as he's not looking you in the eye. So offer him lifts. Yes, <laughs> lots of them. And then he'll be learning to drive soon and there'll be lots of lots those of opportunities. A couple of other things, Ginny, I was thinking that because they're so interested in their friends, often that's a good way to talk, just to show interest in his friends at times, you know, make sure there's no judgment of any of his friends, lots of positive things gosh, I love your mate so-and-so. You know, what do you love about him? I think he's a funny guy. You know, you seem to have a great time when you hang out. Just that sort of comment can show your son that you're watching, you're loving seeing him grow up, you're loving his friendships that you know are so important to him. And look for little opportunities to connect with him. So if your son says anything, don't pump him for more questions. Just smile, nod, just a brief response, but remember what he said and come back to it later at some other point when it's appropriate, as Jeannie said, maybe when you're driving side by side, to show that you're really listening and you're really interested and that all these things are getting into his mind. What I love about your son hanging out with his friends is that it shows he's able to make good connections and we know that good connections with other people and we're not just talking about having a lot of friends, we're talking about really being able to feel that somebody's there for them or that they're there for somebody else. That's really a big part of his future mental health and you know, we do have a bit of a problem with men in our country in Australia. They are feeling lonely, they're sort of increasing research that Australian men report feeling lonely because they can't make those connections. See the positives in the fact that he does have these incredible connections with these other 15-year-old guys. And girls. And girls. (laughs) And that that is a really good sign of his future mental health. And You know, I think that I'd be more concerned if he was a 15-year-old who never wanted to leave the house and just wanted to hang out with you all the time. That would really make Joe and I much more concerned. Yeah, that's right. You know, sometimes you can think about how to surprise him. You know, maybe suggesting that you take he and a mate away for a night or camping or something or suggest an activity that he would 
you know, he'd never thought you would agree to. Something maybe a little bit beyond his maturity or something, something that you can teach him that he'll think, oh, really? Okay, great. Love that. <laughs> yeah, just let him see you in a new light. And particularly that you are supportive of his friendship, yes. as Joe was saying. That's just really, really important. So I'm a big fan of getting into nature with your kids. I think in the era of screens that, frankly, Joe, we didn't really need to confront this when our kids were teenagers. It was just pre, you know, ubiquitous screens everywhere. At that point, it was just TV was the big enemy. But I think that in the era of screens, just getting into doing some bushwalking, doing some camping, doing some fishing is a very, very good thing. risks, you know, just little adventures that they feel like, wow, you know, look at this. Canyoning, ziplining, whatever it is. Exactly, indoor rock climbing, anything that just shows that you and his dad are just trying to find ways to connect and be part of his life. And you're already doing that. He, he, He can feel it, we're sure. That's all we've got time for this week. If you like this show, we'd love you to leave a review or rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. This show was produced by Tali Blackman. I'm Jo Lamble. I'm Ginny Mansberg, and we'll see you next week.